Hello. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, hey. What up? Hello. How's, what's going on? <laughs> I, uh, I actually hit record while I was doing that. So. So we're, so we're in it, is what you're saying. So we're in it. So we're in it. I mean, I could of stop. Our usual, our usual I... two minutes of prep before we jump into this thing. Exactly. Cool. So I'll, I'll stop recording, and then we'll, we'll jump back into it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now that we have composed ourselves and collected ourselves <laughs> after that uh, very fun fun little not staged at all opening um we <laughs> will get into the meat and potatoes of of this episode uh we are the say report apparently i've been saying the title wrong i guess it's just say report junior it's oh, not, i guess yeah i guess we don't have the at it's the beginning not of ours, the say report junior but i mean so we're say report junior it doesn't roll off the tongue as much I don't know. Anyways, so apparently I've been saying it wrong, but welcome to Say Report Junior. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Dale Decker, and I and am joined I am... by. Oh, I, I totally it. messed so that up. That was my fault. No, it's no, it's not because I would just assume we would do. It. You just said last week that we were going to start <laughs> doing that, uh, and I'm your other host, Zach Sarawick. Hi. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, we are a podcasting duo who have never met in person and are building a friendship online through the magic of podcasting. Um, and because our siblings, you know, coax us into doing it. <laughs> coax, coax by asking us and then like a month later, us going, hey, we still doing this? Yeah, thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. They like threw it out in the air and then we just responded and then here it is. Um, so anyways, so... Let's just get into it. I mean, you you said you have some stuff to talk about, and uh, yeah. what you what? So what have you been doing? <laughs> uh, so let's see. A couple things. The the quick stuff is that I watched Shoot 'Em Up again at like midnight last night. Um, have you ever seen Shoot 'Em Up nope. with Clive Owen and uh, Paul Giamatti? No, it but is... I love both of them. <laughs> it came out literally my my senior year of high school. So this was the same around the same time that like the Grindhouse movies came out. And Sin City and like oh, this whole like rash of like just kind of dumb, like dumb, almost 2010s, uh, uh, super stylistic, quote unquote, mm -hmm. uh, action films. Uh, so Shoot 'em Up was just like uh, it is. And this is not actually a joke. It's a Bugs Bunny cartoon. The guy that wrote oh, nice. and directed it wanted to make an action film that also tracked as a Bugs Bunny cartoon. And so Clive Owen is chewing on carrots the whole movie. <laughs> And like, like Paul Giamatti, of course, is an actor that no shade to Paul Giamatti looks like Elmer Fudd. Uh, oh. And there is, in fact, a scene where where like Paul Giamatti is like um, is is like confronting Monica Bellucci is is the the female lead in this. Uh, he's confronting her, and then Clive Owen steps up from behind him, puts a gun to his head, chews on a carrot, and says, "What's up, Doc?" And oh. then Paul Giamatti turns around and says, "Oh, you wascally wabbit!" Like they were not hiding it in the least. Like so unapologetically. Like, <laughs> not, no, not at all. And that's why this movie it. works. And that's exactly why the movie works because it is dumb from start to finish. The story is completely like way over the top it's like he's like protecting a baby the whole movie because this like pregnant oh. woman the opening scene is the, the opening scene is clive owen just sitting on a bench chewing on a carrot and this pregnant woman just runs by him so, in the middle of the night so and he's just like <laughs> so it's children of men but with uh, kind of <laughs> kind of if children of men didn't take funny. itself seriously at all like <laughs> this, woman, this woman runs by him yes. and then 
and then this guy just pulls up in this car in his car and just slams it into another car, gets out, chases her down an alley with a gun. Clive Owen goes in to save her, gives birth as they're shooting at like a bunch of people. It is insane. It's beautiful. I need to see this movie now. It's, it's so good. I think it was, it was on HBO a little while ago. I'm not sure if it's still up there, but it's definitely worth a watch. And going in and going, like, I, you cannot, like, every scene you're going to go, what the hell? And you just have to know you're going to come out the other end. Like, <laughs> Can I just say that? Oh. Clive Owen is probably one of like I don't talk about it enough, but he's probably one of my favorite actors like ever. Um, I just love him so much, and I it might be because I had to watch Closer, um, <laughs> like a hundred times, but and write four papers on it. But I just love him so much. <laughs> Clive Owen is so Clive Owen is so weird because like there was like maybe a five year period there where he like was for some reason, the go-to guy. So, like, yeah. Sin City comes out, and he's excellent in that. And then all of a sudden, like, Shoot Him Up is out, and then Closer comes out, and then Children of Men. Yep. And then he's in Inside Man from Spike Lee the year after that. And then all of a sudden, he's gone again. Well, like, he was... he's on the Nick now. But other than that, like, he went back, basically went back to England and just did stuff there. Wait, which he's... is like... <laughs> he's on the Mick? The, not the Mick, the Nick. Oh, the Nick. K-I-N. K-N. I don't know, I don't I know why I heard it's... the M. But okay, I was that was very surprised. Wait, wait, hold I was on. like, how is he on the mix? No, no. Um, he was in, he was in a movie called Words and Pictures, I believe. That, Never heard of it. That we saw in. Oh, it's with. Oh, I can't think of her name. This is, uh, this is not gonna be this episode. No. We are not. We are not. <laughs> I very gonna... purposely. I very purposely didn't try to remember who wrote Shoot Him Up because I was like, oh, I don't God. even want to begin. So, um, Words and <laughs> Pictures. Yeah, no. Um anyways, so moving uh. on. Um Words and Pictures was a I um it was a movie about two professors. One of them was an art professor, one of them was like a literature professor or a um oh creative God. creative writing um professor and they um like had this weird chemistry kind of between them, but they also hated each other and it was basically like I can convey so much more of through pictures. Oh, but I can v- convey so much more through words. That's literally what it, I mean. That's oh pretty much God, what it was. Oh my God, that sounds. Um, I, uh, it ugh. was. Uh, it wasn't. I have to watch it again because I remember watching it that first time and being like, "Hmm, I kind of like this, but I don't. I don't know why I like it. Like it's not that good, but I'm <laughs> finding some. Because again, it's Clive Owen, so." Like, in a I mean, sense... that's, sometimes that's all it takes is like get a good <laughs> cast and the rest of it doesn't matter. And that's really like shoot him up is entirely built yeah. on just these two on, on Paul Giamatti and, and Clive Owen. Mm, that's it. Yeah. This movie would not work otherwise <laughs> because it really do spend half the movie going. How the fuck did they get these two to do this movie? <laughs> yeah, like that's a really cool matchup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, oh, my God. Adding it to so the that list. Was it, like, yeah, so that was at like at like midnight last night for whatever reason to put that back in. Um, but before that, I spent like it's it's only been what three days since we recorded um, four. Yes, uh, Friday night. So yeah. So um, since then, uh, I've been playing the Mad Max video game because mm-hmm. uh, it was free on on PS Plus this month. It was one of those. Oh, was it? Uh, so I yeah, the it. other one is the other one is Beyond Two Souls from David Cage, the oh. one with Ellen, the one with Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe. That's actually supposed to be the worst of their games. Which is funny because they've got the two most famous people in them that they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, so I went back to play the, the Mad Max game, which I had played before. After Fury Road came out, this this was very 
quickly produced by WB to, yep. to go out with Fury Road. Um, same people, I think, that made uh, the Shadow of Mordor games and, oh, of course, okay. the Batman games, like WB, WB Interactive. And then um, the game was actually developed by the same team that made um, the Just Cause games. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, so <laughs> that being said, Fury Road being this, like, amazing action thrill ride and then Just Cause games being known for big, goofy, stupid stunts, you go into Mad Max thinking this is going to be great, and it's uh, mediocre, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I um, always wanted to play it because I, because of how much I love Fury Road. Yeah, um, it, it's got, like, a thousand little elements I absolutely love, but none of them quite come together. Like, they're they're separated by the vast openness of the world that they created that it almost, like... It, it just doesn't connect the way that it should, which is unfortunate because I really do like a lot of the parts of this game. And I really do like the concept of it. It's just like it's just too big is the weirdest thing about it. Like it's hmm. the, it was at the height of WB doing their big open world stuff, you know, like the Arkham games were doing huge. I don't know. I think Shadow of Mordor had already come out. So like and so they were really jumping yeah. on this like open world thing. But the freaking desert they put you in there's so much space between things that you forget like you don't have that like constant momentum of like fury road being a car chase from start yeah. to finish and there's always stuff going on and even though they're going across these like vast kind of expanses of wasteland they're always very contained within what's going on between the cars right yeah okay. so like always there's always this bouncing between the cars people are jumping all over the place they're they're getting thrown into rocks and all that and you get car chases like that one of the big things they you know one of the side mission collectible things is to attack convoys just like that and those are always really fun because there's like six and seven cars whizzing around you and you're trying to get to one specifically and not blow up and that's always great but then you do that and that's that's it for the region you're mm -hmm. like you, you it's pretty pretty much just pretty much open it. world go go to a place and beat up some guys and get some stuff well, and it's like damn it <laughs> that's who mad max is though I, it, it he, is. Like, he wanders like, the world <laughs> but but in the movies you don't see most of that in between that's stuff true. i think that's, that's true. what it is is that like you don't see the boring shit <laughs> you don't see the boring you don't see the boring like 20 minutes of driving to get from one space to the other exactly. especially because once you empty out a region the bad guys are gone like, there's two or three cars still that you might run into, but once you've emptied out of space, there's no reason to go back to it. Hmm. And it's because otherwise it's just this big, wide-open nothing, That's and you're crazy. not doing anything with it, which sucks. But the stuff I do like about the game is, like, it's got a very Mad Max story going on. <laughs> uh, his car, he gets, in the opening cutscene, he gets uh, grabbed by, actually, what you end up finding out later is, like, a Morton Joe's son, who is called, oh, what is it? <gasps> Scrotus something. Scrotus what? Sc Scrotus Scabus or something what? ridiculous awesome. like that. And um, and so, like, you get attacked by him, and then his car gets taken and completely dismantled. And so the purpose of this game is you're trying to rebuild your car. Um, oh, and you wow. come And you come across this guy that is pretty much the um, the hunchback from 300. Do you remember, the like, the, the, the little hunchback guy they find and they meet in 300 that ends up betraying them later? No, I've never uh, seen 300. Oh, yeah, how I know. dare you? I know. Uh, I'll add it well, to Quasimodo. the list too. He, gets, he meets he meets Quasimodo. Quasimodo okay, yeah, basically. that's better. <laughs> but guy's completely insane and has decided that Max is a like saint sent from the heavens to help him build this magnificent car and we're gonna go get so like all of the interactions with this guy is he's like 
calling you saint every other every other word and he's like talking about just how glorious it is how the how great this car is gonna drive from <laughs> it's gonna get us from one end of the world to the other in five <laughs> seconds and it's like <laughs> he's oh all God. over the place and i love him I, I love every interaction with him but uh, and then you meet you know your different characters as you go through and like it's your basic open world control map kind of thing so every region is run by someone and they're always kind of interesting but even then, like that starts to wear thin because it starts to feel like they mashed what were like three really kind of thin Mad Max stories together, cool. which is what makes this whole, which is why that that world feels kind of so too, a little too big because like if they had subtracted one region from the whole thing, the game would probably be much better. Yeah, it just feels it just gets a little long in the tooth. <laughs> but but yeah, it, otherwise though, like all of the elements of Mad Max are there. The War Boys are in it. Um, the the different cars you get are in there you're you get into these like really like meaty bar brawl type fights like the way you fight is not like batman even though it's like <laughs> same kind of same kind of control scheme like you're just punching and encountering just like batman does in the okay. arkham games but instead of it being like really controlled you don't have a thousand different tools to use it really is just your fists and some knives and whatever weapons they come running at you that you can steal off of them. And it's like you're in a fucking bar brawl every time you get in a fight. <laughs> and you get the you get the crap beat out of you and you're beating them back and it feels really good. But again, there's so much time in between those fights yeah. that you kind of forget that as you're driving around. I got you. So, um, but yeah, if you've got PS Plus and you're getting it for free, it's definitely worth a shot. Yeah, like exactly. that's the thing. Yeah. So. Is, so, just, so it, it takes place... Presumably after Fury Road, it seems. Essentially, right? yes. Yeah. Furiosa yeah. never shows up, right? No, no. You don't see okay, any okay. character. You're not seeing any characters from, from the movies. Because at the Good. same time, like, <laughs> like it was like, if you never play, if you never saw Fury Road but bought Mad Max before you see it, like, it doesn't spoil anything yeah, or anything exactly. like that. Like, so that's good. That, that's really good. That's yeah. good for two reasons. Because, A, yeah, it's not like, oh, I need to see the movie in order to understand this game. Like, presumably, like, the good thing about Mad Max, I think, is that essentially, like, all you need to know is that the world is, it's a post-apocalyptic, people are crazy, and they're doing anything to survive, and... Which, which they give you at the beginning, just like every Mad Max movie. And, yeah, and exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like that's why I've never seen um Beyond Thunderdome or uh why can't I think of Road Warrior or the original Mad Max? I've seen the original I've seen the first Mad Max movie, the okay. original Mad Max movie. But I haven't seen the sequels other than Fury Road. Okay. So Yeah and again they're they're all completely disconnected exactly. stories so that's okay. Which yeah. I love <laughs> to think of because <clears throat> that's why I asked about Furiosa because as much as I love that character and she's she's badass and you know um at the end of Fury Road and uh and Mad Max well spoilers for Fury Road <laughs> if, you, if you haven't seen it after years of it being out um when Max walks away like that is so cool to me as an ending because I know that I'm never going to see Furiosa again. Or I hope that right. I'm... Right. Well, because, like, I want to her see... purpose, exactly. essentially. Like, She's I doing want... exactly what she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And he helped, so now it's for him to move on. Like, he can move on. And, like, that's cool to me that she never shows up in the video game because she shouldn't. Like, right. that's not who... That's not what that is. <laughs> you know? So right. And that makes me very happy. Like, Max... Max <laughs> 
on paper is a perfect video game protagonist because yeah. like um you know the original mad max is when he is when he it's most about him mm-hmm. but you know road warrior thunderdome uh, um Fury Road. None of those movies are really about Max. He just happens to be there. Exactly. He happens to wander in. He just shows up, helps them, and then leaves. (laughs) Right. And it's usually because he needs something. Like, oh, I need gas. And the only way to get gas is because these people want me to help them. And, like, Mm -hmm. that's, like, that's, like, perfect video game storytelling right there, which is, like, we don't, you don't need to know anything about this protagonist you're playing. He just needs to show up, do the job, and leave. (laughs) And, like, like one of the only thing that really carries over into the game is like he's consistently going crazier, which I think you see in Fury Road too when he's like talking to himself half the time and he's like yeah. seeing. But yeah, so mm-hmm. that's like that kind of comes up a little bit. There's like one character that every time you want to go and kind of like level up your skill set and stuff, he gives you this big kind of monologue about how you're constantly going crazier and you should be better. You should be going and like talking to people and Max is fighting and he's like, no, I just want to live my life alone, mm-hmm. even though it's clearly driving me insane. <laughs> it's like, that's like the only real connective tissue and you don't need to see anything to get that. You just need to understand that Max is a very lonely and disturbed person for what is supposed to be a hero yeah. character, you basically- which I- you basically the the thing that you need to know about the Mad Max character is that his family was killed, and then he right. went out and took his revenge on the people who killed his family, and now wanders the world pretty much. Yeah, to pretty much just trying to just live his life and get it over. Like, never really wants to help people, but is constantly roped into it. Exactly, and feels a need to to just help people for whatever reason it is, whether it's selfish or not, and. So like he's just like oh yeah I I need I need a thing these people need help I'm gonna do it and then I'm gonna go be alone again and like and consistently is pulled back into whatever craziness is going on around him whether he likes it or not which is really really nice yeah. and it it again like it's in the game and it's along with all of these other things that make Mad Max great and it's just like so unfortunate that like then there's times where you're just like okay. It's the same problem you get with every open world game is that it just yeah. the repetitiveness of it starts yeah. to wear on you a little yep. bit. Yep. But I do know I haven't even I haven't gotten to it back in this replay. I, I played the whole game once already. But uh, there is a guy that's like completely wrapped up in Christmas lights and makes you go get him more. <laughs> like that's a whole that's a whole mission is to go into this go into this mall that's been that's buried by the sand dunes and go get me more Christmas lights because I want to feel pretty. Like, <laughs> that's great. That's that's fantastic. Uh, um, oh, so yeah, man. that's that's been most of my last few days. Last few days. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> open world, open world shenanigans. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, that was the other thing that came up. Uh, speaking of Mad Max, so and Avalanche as well, who who's developing it. Um, about a week ago, I don't know if you saw this going around Twitter or if it made it to any other online things at all, but um, Walmart Canada put up on their website this like weird placeholder page of a whole bunch of games that may or may not be coming out really? so it's, for, it's considered like the first like possible e3 leak but no one's really huh. sure it's like where it's like you can pre-order all of these games that no one even knew was coming out oh wow and so it's like a bunch of black boxes with titles and for the most part people were like either they are doing this based on rumor and just trying to get ahead of e3 or there's some stuff coming out we don't really know yeah and then bethesda goes and starts making fun of this this photo because one of the games on there is Rage 2. Did you ever play Rage? No. 
So Rage was the first <laughs> game. A lot of people didn't. It's okay. Rage was the first game to be developed be, between Bethesda and id Software, id that made Doom and Quake back mm-hmm. in the day. Uh, Bethesda bought them out at some point, mm-hmm. and this was the first game that they made, which was essentially like if you took like Fallout and Mad Max and made like a first-person kind of actiony open-world game. <laughs> uh, so, like the world was destroyed by an asteroid. You come out of a vault, like literally come out of a vault, out of like cryogenic sleep into a new uh, like wasteland world. It was very derivative of all the Fallout games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But first person and like the shooting was excellent and the driving was really cool. Like there were some great elements to it. It just never really picked up steam. Also, not a game that anybody ever expected to get a sequel, <laughs> uh, especially because it like made Doom two years ago and it was excellent. And like they just had Quake launch and like they're trying to get that back on track. No one really thought that this game was ever going to get a sequel for any reason. But Bethesda in the last couple of years has randomly been giving the weirdest game sequels. Like Evil Within 2 came out last year. Oh, yep. And was brilliant compared to the first, especially. So it was just like, oh, apparently Bethesda's just swinging for the fences on a bunch of dumb stuff. (laughs) So they get Avalanche to now make Rage 2. So for a couple of days, they're trolling this, this Walmart photo talking about oh you've got the font all wrong and oh we think it needs some color let's let's <laughs> splash some let's splash some neon yellow and hot pink onto this thing and so everyone's like okay so rage 2 is coming which yeah. of course then got everybody going well if rage 2 is right on this page what else is right on this page i'm not so interested in that because we'll figure it out as it comes but it was just really weird that bethesda apparently just went we're not even gonna bother hiding this thing yeah. um and so yesterday they release a gameplay trailer for H2 and it looks and it's developed by Avalanche and it looks exactly like the Mad Max game if it was a first person shooter and had like a much higher budget or something nice. or like it was built, like it really looks like Avalanche is just getting the chance to remake Mad Max but doing it under the Rage title. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And That's... Like down to the fact that like the War Boys in in the Mad Max game, you hit you find some of them that are coated in like hot pink and yellow and blue paint. Really? And that's the three colors that are like associated with Rage Two. Like wow. they are they are very clearly just remaking the Mad Max like the Mad Max universe, but with yeah. all of the freedom that comes with not being tied to Warner Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> so I'm oh really my hoping, god! So I'm really hoping that E3 we see like a big showing from Bethesda on that. Like, yeah. Like, they showed the gameplay, and the gameplay is again. You know, big, um, there's like a, a swampy, it looks like a swampy area, and there's a desert, and there's a lot of earth tones and kind of like that muted color scheme that you get out of like big wasteland games. And I really want to see something big and flashy from them uh, at E3, like that just shows more color to it. That's all I need, and I'm into this game. But I was just like so weird that like Walmart apparently screwed this thing up, and Bethesda went, We are making this into the biggest marketing thing we can right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, no, I never, I didn't see that. You gotta send me that because now I'm curious. Yeah, um, they, there was an announcement trailer and then a gameplay trailer the day after. So there's two up there that are that's that awesome. are great. So, um, oof. well, I mean, on the topic of that, um, so there's two things, but um, my friend shared with me a article about Pokemon Switch. I did hear some stuff, but I haven't actually read anything yeah. about it. So the article that I was sent was about don- domain name purchases. Okay. 
Um, and the domain, the purchase, the n- titles were Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. So if that translates to a game, does that mean that rather than the traditional like three starter option to Pokemon, they're gonna just like you either get one version where you start with Pikachu or one version with Eevee? Do that's you, what like, do we think? I mean, that's what it's because like Devin was talking and he was he saw that there it was a Gen 1 remake, mm-hmm. um, which in the thing that I read, it said that it's going back to Kanto. So I, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that if wouldn't it's... be the craziest thing in the world if they're, if, if they're going to make it 3D and everything. Like, they're yeah. going to make it like a full-on RPG style, like 3D RPG thing. The idea of rather than going through the development process of creating 150 new pokemon they can then go with the ones they already have model them exactly like develop them that way that that is not the craziest idea no and Um, i'd be okay with it i would be totally okay with that (laughs) um but it's also wasn't there pokemon yellow where you started with the pikachu and it followed you around yes because that was developed yes because that was uh, especially after the anime got really big yeah so they were like, okay, so we're going to create, like, a version of our first Pokemon game, but, like, that kind of tracks with the anime, because yeah. you, end up, you end up getting the other three starters throughout that game at some mm-hmm. point, like, as, as part of the story and all yeah. that, so. And then, so, yeah. and then also in that, your rival gets the Eevee. Yes. So yes. It, it makes sense that this would be what would happen, because, like... Oh, my God, they're going to... If they go through the effort of putting, like... Brock and Misty and Ash and all of that into it too. Oh okay, God. I just made myself excited. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We were just talking about like leaks and possible announcements and stuff. So well, now this is the game in my head. So if it's not this game, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> no. I'm gonna go, on, go online and I'm going to scream a lot if this no. is not what I get. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. So I'm I'm excited because if I. The one thing out of Pokemon that I've wanted, and I think everyone has wanted, is for the Pokemon to follow you around and not have to be in the Pokeball right. the whole time. Because, like, that, I don't like that. Because, oh, yeah. like, in the anime, the idea- they get to walk around with yeah. you. <laughs> so the idea that at least at least Pikachu and Eevee would, would be there with you the whole time. Like, at least would, have them. Exactly. That would be so cool. But then there's that new movie that's coming out. Also, have you seen anything about that? I have not. No, so, is it the one that's based on... Uh, no, the anime that's based on Sun and Moon has been out for a while. Oh, um, my God. Also, that is terrible. Is it? <laughs> I watch, I watch like... I, and I don't watch the Pokemon shows. I don't. I've only ever oh. played the video games. I, um, I was like, I really like Sun and Moon, so I'm going to watch the Sun and Moon anime on, on uh, Netflix. And it starts, and it's just so bad. I'll have, to, I'll have to watch it. I could tell you right now, I the first, the original one is not as great as people remember. Yeah, it's I, just really charming as hell. Yeah. So, like, the idea, that the, the idea that the new one's not super great, I bet you it's actually right along the line of the original. I, I don't, I, I have no idea. I think the original has that nostalgia factor. Right. To, to it Absolutely. as well. But this one, it's just like you're playing through Sun and Moon and you have an idea of how people sound, or at least I do. Like in my head, I have voices for the characters based on how they talk and everything. And you you meet up with Professor Kukui. Yeah, Kukui. 
And is that Surfer Dad? That's yeah, Surfer Dad, yeah, right? Yeah, for, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Sur surfer, so, surfer Professor Dad. Surfer <laughs> Professor Dad. So in the game, like he's all like, "Yeah, yeah, bro, yeah, cousin, yeah." So I picture his voice as a surfer dude, and in the show. He has like the highest pitched voice. Oh god. Are you is it in English? Is it dubbed over in English? Yeah. yeah. So that I is know. always a weird thing. Like that that's a weird weird thing like especially cuz I guarantee you if you listen to the Japanese version of he that his a, voice is a thousand uh, times deeper. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I don't why does it why why? <laughs> it's just like this is this is scary. And it's it I don't know. <laughs> I didn't uh, even finish. I couldn't even finish the first episode because I was like, I can't get past his voice. Like, uh, I should be able to, but I can't. Yeah, you know, you should check is that Netflix might actually have the option to watch it in, in Japanese, in Japanese. With, with subtitles. That might there be might good. be an audio option that and see what better. the difference is there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. But no, there's a new movie coming out with um, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, is it the, the Detective Pikachu movie? Is no, that the one you're no, talking no, about? No, 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 with Ryan, no. With Ryan Reynolds? No, <laughs> no, no, it's not that. Because <laughs> that's, that's a real thing. I know. That's a real thing. <laughs> um, no, this one is, it's going to, um, it's not, who, I don't even remember. It's, it's, um, but it has these new characters in it who we've never seen before and they're very different sense of companions than we've seen before it seems like hmm. um and but there people are speculating that there might be a new ev evolution that comes out because one of the girls uh in the group has an eevee and they she's like so unique that they think that she hmm. she might bring out a new evolution of the eevee God, fans are I, 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 I fans are so weird. I love right? it. I love it every time fan theories come out because they're always insane. Um, well, you know like, what I'm just, I'm even... just thinking of? What? Oh, sorry. I'm just thinking like to, to, to pair up like Pikachu with Eevee where you've got like Eevee who can beat anything and Pikachu who eh, just everybody likes, I guess. Like that's a weird pairing when you think about it where it's like we took – you could either have your nostalgia or you can have what is clearly the better <laughs> option. Because... Pika Pikachu and Eevee are best friends. It's like it's like Pikachu. It's not like there's an option to get like oh oh. And also, if you use this stone, Pikachu becomes like a water mouse. It's like <laughs> no, Pikachu just happen. stays an electric rat the whole time. Like, oh man, and is kind um, of a jerk. Like, I always secretly wanted Eevee to somehow become a Digimon. Going back to the Digimon oh, talk conversation, like like. If if somehow you were able to get the evolution to go back to Eevee and then give it a different stone or treat it differently, <laughs> like, and you get the different, I don't really want this to happen because I would get torn apart inside because I wouldn't be able to choose. And I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be able to like max out my friendship, get a Sylveon and be like, yeah, I'm kicking you to the curb. I want an Umbreon now. You know, you <laughs> like... say that. So when I, when I played Pokemon Sun and Moon, I legit got like eight Eevees. So I would have a different one for oh. each thing. Oh, I did that. <laughs> you got the option. Cause you have the, cause it, and then I made sure I figured out how to, how to evolve them all correctly. Uh 
<laughs> so I was like, yep, no, this is my entire team now. It's just I like every I, type of EP. I think I, I, I think I said the story of me, like, the first um, time I played through Pokemon was X and Y, like I said. And I got eight Eevees, evolved them all, and then, yeah, I beat the game using just Eevees. <laughs> but with that, Sylveon, I did not know. People are like, oh, Sylveon's the hardest one. Oh, Sylveon, ugh, you have to, you have to, you know, get friendship and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that's the point of Pokemon. But anyways, never mind. We're going to move <laughs> on from that. Uh, you don't want your Pokemon to hate you. So anyways, um, but I completely maxed out the hearts on it because that's the one where you get to like, that's like really where it introduces like playing with your Pokemon and petting it right. and feeding it the beans and stuff. So I filled up all five hearts. So then... I started getting uh, boosts in in uh, in fights, so I'm like, this is great. I don't know why people were complaining. And then I saw online that all you had to do in order for it to evolve was get it two hearts. <laughs> so like, I went way for, and it took me. I love like, how there was like, we introduced this really important mechanic, but we don't want to make you go through a lot of the effort <laughs> to use it. <laughs> and I like put in like a month, a month and a half to because I was like off and on playing it to make that that EV evolve and I was like whatever I get the benefits I guess <laughs> but yeah so I don't know I hope that there's an EV a new evolution but I, I don't know <laughs> uh, yeah as we get we're gonna start seeing the leaks come out now so as we get closer and closer like I know that they just announced they're doing a new uh uh, Star Fox racing game. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that just got announced, yep. but that wasn't part of the leaks or anything. They just no. announced that because yeah. I don't know Nintendo. They don't care. <laughs> they haven't cared about E3 for years. That's why they make a pre-recorded video now and they don't show up anymore. Yeah. Uh, this is this is like kind of a fun time where it's like the speculations and the leaks are coming out now, and it's like this is fun. Like let's see what is real and let's see the timeline because with the Pokemon thing in the in the article it said. Um, well, last year or whatever, when, whenever Sun and Moon came out, the domains were purchased and then the next day the games were announced. So yeah, I would, I would imagine it's going to be part of the, the <laughs> direct for E3 exactly. and it's probably going to be out for the holidays because mm. they don't have anything planned right now. Not exactly. that they've told us anyway. Yeah. Um, they're going to hit a whole bunch of stuff that I, I guarantee you by the end of Nintendo's E3 thing, we're going to know um, like what major games are coming out for like mm -hmm. every month until the, until December for exactly. Nintendo switch. Yeah. So I would I not be surprised if that's what they forget. I know, uh, we know uh, smash is coming out. Yep. So smash is coming out also in the, probably around the holidays. So that will probably be like the month before like Pokemon might come out the month before that. Yeah. Um, we, we, you know, there's the, the star Fox racing game now, um so we'll see we'll see i think i they, they've had a kind of slow second year so we'll see what happens yeah but it really has been slow um but the other thing i wanted to talk about moving away from pokemon and uh e3 because we are going to have a big e3 discussion so we gotta you're save gonna, you're gonna hit two weeks of it from us so don't worry about we gotta that save our energy a little bit um <laughs> But I wanted to, because I, I, re, I replayed just having fun with the game, uh, not doing a mission or anything, but Agents of Mayhem, um, which I don't know if you've played or heard of or anything uh, like that. It's from the, that's the one from the guys that made Saints Row and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I played, so, a, I played a bunch of Saints Row. I have not played any Agents of Mayhem. Okay, so that's good. So uh, I never played Saints Row at all. I, um, while working at GameStop, 
a commercial came on. And it was one of the commercials that I memorized because the music was cool <laughs> and the character sounded cool. I had to take a quiz on it. And I, I was like sold on this game minute one. I was like, this is going to be uh, hopefully I'm going to love this game and it's going to be fantastic. Um, and then I realized that it's like a spiritual sequel to Saints Row games. Um, so I was like, well, crap. Like, I know <laughs> nothing of those games. So I basically just read a Wikipedia real quick to kind of understand <laughs> and, what was going and you on. Under, you didn't understand um, any of it because those <laughs> games go off the freaking rails like, Apparently, pretty quickly. Like, it starts out just like gang stuff and then we're in hell now. Like, it went, yeah, it went from, it, happened, it went from, man. we want to do our own, it went from, we want to do our own kind of GTA ripoff <laughs> in one. And then by three, it's, like it, there's like you're fighting like Macho Man Randy Savage, <laughs> yes. and you're just like you're you're getting superpowers. Four comes around and you're inside a computer and you're made a superhero, and mm -hmm. also you go to hell afterwards. Yep. And one of the DLCs takes you to Santa's workshop. Like Santa's... they are just all done. They're just <laughs> like, like they're they're games that like I now want to and need to play because of just how ridiculous they are and how ridiculous Agents of Mayhem is. Um, so basically it's a third person, third person shooter. Yeah. You, uh, you choose a team of three people who you go out into the world of soul. You're, you're in soul. Um, you go out into the world and you can like flip between the, the characters and, you know, use their different abilities. But before I even played the game, it was, people were like leaking and, and coming up with theories and all this stuff as people do about the timeline of Asians of Mayhem and Saints Row. And I think someone, yeah, I, I think do remember someone, like bits and pieces of that. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think someone was like, Oh, well at the end of get out of hell, uh, my manager actually was talking to me about this. She, she said that someone said that at the end of get out of hell, d does Gat is like, I want my own world pretty much. Yeah, so they just, like, split the timelines. Yeah, like... okay, so so people are like, oh, so Agents of Mayhem is the world that Gat wanted. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, because he shows up, doesn't he, in yeah, the game at yeah. some point? So he was, yeah. a he was a DLC character if you pre-ordered the game. Um, but I think you can buy him now at this point. But, yeah, so he shows up you can, as a playable character, and it's just ridiculous. But... So I don't know how true that is that this is his world that he came up with. But I, let me... It's as true as it should be. Like I mean, yeah, the I mean... thing was that the company that made um, that made the Saints Row games went out of went out of business, and so yeah. Agents of Mayhem was like a team that was of most of those people were picked up by another mm -hmm. company. Yeah, yes. I think it was Deep Silver that that picked them up and made this. Yeah. So so it's like because you have Kingpin who is from Saints Row, and then you have Yeti as well who apparently is from Saints Row. I, I, I honestly, think so. by the I don't time, even know. I picked it up um, in three, and by then there was already a thousand characters yeah, like I didn't like, recognize, so and I was like, many. okay, sure. The other characters <laughs> might be from it too, but I don't know. Um, I think three is the one that starts out also as you're jumping off of a plane and shooting people as you skydive. Really? That's awesome. So... <laughs> um, but this game is so much fun. It's so broken, and it's so easy. <laughs> like, it's such, it's just mindless, like, we're going to throw these characters at you who do not give any, like, anything. They don't give a shit about anything. 
They say whatever the hell they want. They do whatever the hell they want. And it's just going to be so much fun. And hopefully you enjoy it. But that game is broken. <laughs> there are mechanics <laughs> of that game that is just... there was. I watched a video of a guy literally... He walked into, like, the outside, like, undeveloped area of the game. <laughs> he He jumped on a building on, like, the headquarters building where you're just walking around like you can upgrade your weapons and stuff. And he walks around and he's like, yep, this is, um, I don't know how to get back in. <laughs> um, <laughs> I this stepped is, outside the this game. This is, uh, I am no longer in game right now. And I'm like, that's, that's fantastic. But um, you basically can't die. Well, you can. You can fail missions if all three of your agents, like, lose their health. But there's no fall damage there's no, like, you could literally fall off a building, like, just get pushed off a building, and you will not die. There's no repercussions. <laughs> like, Excellent. Um, That's wonderful. And you, you, you basically teleport. <laughs> like, I don't know how, but you do. <laughs> um, but it, it's so much fun. Um, and the <clears throat> driving in it. I hate driving in video games, and I will literally drive to every single thing in that game because it's so much fun. <laughs> like, oh, that's, a, that's a fair warning. Mad yeah. Max, entirely driving. Uh, <laughs> driving from oh, everything. It's one of the few I times where, like, I don't, I, don't, I don't do, like, like, I've never ridden a horse in Skyrim. I would never, I never try to choose, like, I'll fast travel a lot, but I, I, mm-hmm. I will run everywhere in every game. You have to just take the damn car in Mad Max, because otherwise you're just, like, hoofing it across desert yeah, exactly. for 20 minutes at a time. Oh, okay. So anyway, quick tangent, back to what you were saying. No, that's fine. That's crazy, though. No, um, yeah, the driving. Well, it's also, you, you say that Mad Max is, like, huge, you would think that Agents of Mayhem would be huge. It's not. It's basically, it's the city is basically just a square. Like there are different areas of it that you can get to, but you can get to any other area super quick. It feels like with the car or just by running. <laughs> like there That's are like, times where the, I the, the Saints Row games were never very big either, but yeah. they they packed a lot in there. So like it's very dense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, oh wow, okay. I was afraid that I would just get lost, but there were moments where I was trying to get to an objective. I start one place and I ended up back at that place because I was just like, oh, I went in a circle. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I took too many left turns. <laughs> Right back um, where I was. Yeah, but it's it's so much fun, and I feel like it just I feel like not a lot of people have played it, um, but it's it's great. The little quips that they have. There's one my favorite mission. One of the characters, her name is Daisy. Um, she pretty much has a Gatlin gun, and she is like a roller derby queen. Oh my god! And she drinks like she is a heavy drinker. So her mission to unlock her. Which, again, you don't really have to buy anybody in this game, except for there are two DLC characters, uh, Lazarus, 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 I, I don't know, <laughs> I can't pronounce that, um, and Safe, Safe Word. They are two people Safe who you, word. yeah, oh, she's oh. a hacker, she's a, she's a hacker. So, um, they're downloadable, but they're $5, like, 
to get the character and their skins and everything unlocked for them, pretty much. So, um, but you just play missions to unlock characters. So, a Daisy's mission, you're going through and you basically wake up in a storage container <laughs> and you have no idea how you got there. And you're just like, man, last night was really bad. And it keeps cutting between like present now, like daytime to the night before. And you have to play through each timeline to like oh, see what man. happened. And it's so cool. It is the coolest part of the game so far because it's you you end up doing like a robot fight club you have to stop a dude from stealing paintings and the whole time you're drinking like you just continue to drink and drink and drink and it's it's like this is this is fun good for you game good for you <laughs> that sounds um, like i'm glad it took that it took the that attitude with it from the saints yeah. row games because that's what a lot of those games were is like you're doing a bunch of dumb stuff but with this completely like kind of like positive goofy attitude to it mm -hmm. where it's just like like Saints Row 4 you're the president when you start oh, this yes. game and when yes. the aliens when the aliens attack the aliens there. and yep, it's like yep. <laughs> but I've it's like that. so like the whole game is like the whole game is like oh we have to keep the city safe and the people safe because these are the people that have made us they made a they made me president so i have to go and help them now and it's like that's like the dumbest reason for doing something but yeah. sure okay yes <laughs> sure like like they they do not care any, about anything other than putting fun stuff in front of you to jump around and mm -hmm. just like goof off yeah <laughs> well that was that's what i was doing the other night and i just i because i did not have enough time to it was just just literally just the past time i didn't have enough time to do a full mission i didn't have enough time to unlock a character so i'm like i'm just gonna run around soul and see what i can do in this world and there are mini games pretty much where you can go and like race um, race a car or do like time trials and, and and stuff like that. So I did a race where I had to get to a certain point um, within a certain time limit. And just that, like those are some of the most boring things, <laughs> like boring mini games. Um, like I always thought those kinds of things were boring when I was a kid. But this I was like, no, this is I want more of this. More <laughs> racing, please, in Agents of Mayhem, and I will be happy. <laughs> so it's really, it's literally like, if you want to play the game, play the game. If you want to just blow shit up, let's do that, you know? Because there are also villains throughout the world, so you can just, like, walk into a group of villains and just start shooting and gain experience by not doing anything that progresses <laughs> the story along. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. I usually hate these elements, but there's something about it <laughs> that this game is, it's like one of my favorite games of all time now. <laughs> like, but so I definitely recommend it if you can get your hands on it. Oh, good. It, it, it's like, unfortunately, like you said, it did not sell well, which also means it's going to be cheap at some point. Oh, and yeah, I'll have to pick it up. I think, I think the biggest thing that happened was, um, I, I mean, I don't pay attention to marketing on anything anymore because I live on the internet and don't see ads for anything. <laughs> um, but I, you know, marketing was probably not great, and I think a lot of people were like, "Well, it's not Saints Row Five. What the heck?" But it's, it sounds like it is essentially Saints Row Five. Like that sounds like a, that sounds like a lot yeah. of fun. Yep. Like that definitely that definitely sounds like something that's going to be worthwhile at some point. 
Yeah, so. it's, and it doesn't like it doesn't take itself seriously. I mean, yeah, there are villains, but it's just so cheesy and just so much fun. Like, and it seems like it has that. It seems like it kept the campiness from Saints Row, and just continued with it and made it more ridiculous. Yeah, well, good. It's <laughs> uh, really good. Yeah, and the dialogue is good. Like I said, the quips in it, and just like you're, you'll be walking around. Like I said, you have like a little headquarter area, and you can be walking around, um, and that's where you can like dive into the backstories of some of the characters. So like some of the characters have relationships with each other. Um, which is, which is cool. Cause you can see who matches up with who. And then if you want them on the same team, whatever, be that person. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's really cool. Cause there are, there are characters who are like, um, in like part of LGBTQ society, like that area. So two of the characters, Friday, who is this, she, she's like the, um, information woman and then there's a character who is um she was in the military and they have a relationship and so whenever you're playing as bad rock who is the military woman you're you'll be going through and like fridays in her ear being like you need to come home to me and it's like oh <laughs> i will i promise i will <laughs> like and she'll just be like why are you doing this she'll just like say those little comments and th- but if you play as someone else, there will be different Friday comments. So it's really nice that it's, um, it's, it's customizable. It it's customizable to, to, to the, exactly. the teams. Yeah. yeah, I I do like playing as Badrock though. Badrock, yeah, because I like hearing the whole <laughs> like the little interactions between her and Friday because it's it's just so adorable and it's like you guys really do love each other and and I want that to continue. <laughs> It's good. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> good. Um, that's that's everything I have for this week. I yeah. It's late. It's been a, it's been well. It's been a short week because it really we has. recorded four days ago. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I I can't think of anything. I got nothing. I, I was yeah. gonna. No, all, this all, is a, all words went out of my brain. It's unfortunately so. a shorter. I mean, it's a fifty-minute episode. Like it's a shorter episode, but I mean, that's what happens when you only have. Like a handful a, of days a in mini, between. Yeah. A mini week between. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Oh man. Well, so do you want to take off the take a take a go at the sign off? Uh oh, I've never done that before. Okay. You yeah. haven't? Not no, I've never well, I've never done the very end of it. I've, you know, said my name. But uh oh. this has been Say Report Junior. Uh I've been one of your hosts, Zach Sarawick. You can find me on Twitter at Zerwhiskey at any time. And Oh, I am Dale Decker. Uh, I totally missed it. This is bad. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Dale's Brain. Um, and you can also follow the podcast itself at Say Report Junior. <laughs> cool. Um, that's going to be it for this week. We'll see you next week at the normal time. We won't I think our see schedules are going to start. We, we won't see, see them. You'll hear us then <laughs> at the normal time uh, as we're getting we're coming up on our 10 episode we're coming up on 10 episodes in a couple of weeks. That's exciting. Uh, we've got uh, E3 coming up in a few weeks. And like we said, we're going to have a couple of special episodes for you then. Uh, so until next time, uh, take it away, Liz. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. 
And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.